Righto, welcome back to the Maximum Cricket Podcast. This is episode number 60. My name is Munter and today we talk about the death of West Indies cricket, the rise of Netherlands cricket, why the ICC and the MCC hate cricket, who's winning the fourth Ashes Test, will we get a decider at the Oval, are Australia scared of Mark Wood or should Ollie Robinson just stop writing a column? We have Jacko here and we are covering all that, the Major League Cricket League and much, much more. But first, Jacko, straight off the bat, out or not out, the Indian Test cric- uh, the Indian Test kit with three strikes from Adidas. Give me your visceral thoughts. Wow. Um, I mean, oh yeah, it's it's hard to put into words how poor that kit is. Um, I mean, <laughs> we're looking at you know the the like scucky football training pants of the late two thousand and teens. Um, has sort of somehow made its way into Test cricket, which is just an abomination. I mean, I mean, if it, I mean, if Inter Milan or you know Real Madrid wore that sort of as their warm up kit, no one bats an eyelid. But I mean, yeah, Test cricket is not a place for the three stripes. You get your wee brand on the right chest, and that's it. If you're lucky, the right chest. That should be the VB logo for uh, Dougie Bollinger to kiss. But um, yeah, one of the if we're going to power rank terrible Test kits, which are hard to do, it's it's one one and it's not close. Horrific. It's just too much going on. Like the thing about a test cricket is, uh, more is actually less. If yeah. you know what I mean. Like the more that's going less on, more? the less. Well, yeah, less is more yeah. and more is less. Yeah. yeah so it's more, all so like yeah. the more you put on, the less you like it. The less yeah. that's on there, the more you like it. Like it's all about yeah. being clean cut. Like I remember there was a massive uproar when the the numbers came on the back. Yeah. Which I didn't hate. I understood the the marketing side of it. You know, you can sell jumpers. Like I'll go get. I want to, uh, kids can go and get a Paddy Cummins top sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I got that, but it's just this feels a bit much. This feels like like a th- your third grade team. You got some money to get a new kit, and this is what they've come back with. Like just a little bit too much flair for me. Um, Adidas. I don't rate it. It looks too much like a football top. We don't need it. And I'm not even sure if it's legal. And yeah. I'm pretty sure there's something around the ICC where you can't actually have that much um, colour on there. And if there's not, there should be. I mean, this is, and this is genuine here. You are not allowed to have more than two logos combined on your pads. So you, you're only allowed two visible logos on your pads and you can put fucking 17 stripes on your kit. Like, it, that's, it's disgraceful. It's so bad. I've never seen anything like it. Um, yeah, the ICC needs to step in and regain some power over world cricket. So that's flying, I don't know. Well, I don't know what's next. Test cricket, wear creams, have a sponsor's logo, name and number if you really need it, um, and that's that. Well said, well said. Um, and just sort of slightly on topic, but slightly off topic, um, I went to Rebel Sport over the weekend, just looking for some some trackies, not some uh, not some white uh, three stripe jobs, that's for sure. But um, I, and I noticed Adidas had, had sort of got rid of the actual word Adidas from their logo. I don't know mm. if you've noticed that. It's just the three just sort three of stripes, stripes, and it's yeah. quite jarring. I don't know if I, I don't know if it sits well yeah. on me. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I think that that minimalism is coming into kit, isn't it? Like into designs. I think we're trying to you know rival Nike's logo of just the swoosh, but um, 
Interesting because they've gone the opposite with India's kit and put the stripes over everything. They might as well have like Adidas across the front or like, you know, in massive <laughs> writing or down the side of the pants. Yeah. Yeah. And so obviously we were going to talk about, well, we we're going to talk about India, West India, uh, India, West Indies test series. Um, but we started with the big guns, the big stories. Um, that's the main story. And that's taken away from the fact that India have absolutely waltzed that first test like it, um, like it was a training ground, uh, training ground run basically. Um, so just to summarise of that test match, uh, West Indies got rolled for one fifty. Ashwin took five for sixty. India made four twenty one for five to clear. Kohli seventy six. Rohit one hundred and three. And the debutant, uh, I missed it. Uh, Jace Wow, that's right. Um, made one seven one. The West Indies could not have put up less fight. Uh, being skittled for 130 to lose by an innings in a shitload. Uh, Ashwin took 7 for 71, giving himself 12 for the match. Crazy to think that he didn't play in that World Test Championship final not that long ago. Um, Jacko, your thoughts of the, of the match? Yeah, it's a tough look. I mean, <clears throat> it's... You know, when a, you know when the last sort of animal goes extinct in captivity? And it's real tough to watch because you're sort of watching the end of an era and like the end of something. And it's like, shit, maybe this could have been prevented. It feels like we're sitting there watching that happen with West Indies cricket. Um, but they just haven't qualified for the World Cup. They've produced an absolute howl of a pitch to play 100% into India's um, India's hands. And now like they've folded. Like It's just, it's horrific. It's terrible to watch. They're one of the great, teams historically in world cricket um world cricket's better off if they're good and to see them sort of where they're at now is just it's just not good for the neutral fan i don't think yeah and i'd i'd love to get someone that actually understands west indies cricket a little more than we do because what i don't understand is you always hear these stories about these fast bowlers like they would just have this conveyor belt of uh, fast bowlers fast nasties and you would assume they would have bouncy wickets to sort of combat that. But here we are in a test match. We've got a low, slow wicket. Guys going at two and a half and over. Ashwin's just spinning up a storm. And it makes you wonder, why would you play India on a pitch like this when you just saw Australia beat them on a, on a seeming wicket? I understand there's probably a reason why they can't produce anything, but... You know, when I saw that, I saw someone's tweet where we've just come off the ashes where it's this is like the upper echelon of test cricket. And granted, it's a bit more money, but then to go from that to watching Coley get 70-odd off like 250 balls is just a tough, tough watch for the neutral. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I saw something similar. Right? Like, if you've just used the ashes to get someone into test cricket, and they go, "That's not bad." What wins the next game, and you had to put India West Indies on, like you'll be losing another fan to the game. So, um, yeah, it's it's tough to watch. I'd I'd love to get I'd love to get some Indian takes and see like, are they happy with this? Like, are they like, yeah, we've creamed West Indies, like we're just happy to win, or do they actually think like, are they seeing it too? Whereas like. You know, we've gone there, a dust bowl's been produced, and we've just trounced a terrible sight. I'd love to know if they are stoked with this, because, I mean, all the, every neutral's not happy with it, um, purely from a, 
of spectating view. So, I mean, you want your team to win, but surely not like that. Surely not away from home. Yeah, yeah. Because I was, I was thinking, I, I mean, I mentioned to you off air. I just had a thought about how poor of a fight this was from West Indies, and I don't want to stick the boot in too much. But I had a thought about would Ireland have performed better if they had a home test against India? You got some green. Oh, you would assume they've got some green seeming wickets rather than this low, slow Ashwin Fest stuff. Um, I'm inclined to think that Ireland would push India a little bit further. Yeah, I'd agree with you. And, I mean, we talked about this during the week, and I almost reckon if you're going to, like, India would beat both of them combined on that sort of wicket they played on. 20 wickets versus 40, two combined teams. Like they'd, they'd beat most sort of combined minnows, so... Yeah, I mean, are we talking oh, like um, twenty-two fielders? Like, is that? Yeah, are they all on the field, all on the park? Or, <laughs> yeah, like maybe. nineteen. I've oh, got twenty wickets. Yeah, twenty wickets. Ashwin takes Ashwin takes seventeen wickets in the first innings. Yeah, Ashwin's Ashwin's <laughs> the first player ever to take thirty in a test. <laughs> Wouldn't put a pass um, him actually. Wouldn't put a pass him. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I think Ireland would. Um, so I mean, it's got to be tough for them as a cricketing nation, I suppose. Like coming off that World Cup, not qualifying, and then straight into India at home. But um, yeah, hopefully this can be like the kick up the butt they need, and sort of can work hard to get back into the the upper echelon of, of cricket again. Because um, yeah, when we see these playing well, World Cricket's in a good place, I reckon. Yeah, I think it's I think it's hard to watch when you've seen a side. I mean, I haven't seen them their whole history but you, you, you've heard all the stories about a, a, a nation or nations that used to be like top of the world like yeah. if you look at their track record they've got two ODI World Cups they've got two T20 World Cups they were as many World Cup wins as India second most World Cup wins ever yeah I, I, that would be that would be that'd be only behind Australia wouldn't they surely yeah. I think it's Aussie yeah. on whatever they're on and then India Thousands. and India and England. West Indies equal, which is wild to think. Yeah, England have three. Yeah, that, that's that is wild to think. And then now they're like they've missed, they missed the T Twenty World Cup last year. They got knocked yeah. out in the qualifiers. They've been knocked out of the qualifiers this year, and they haven't just missed the qualifiers. They've been like they've lost. Oh. They lost to Sri Lanka. They lost to the Netherlands. They lost to Scotland, and they lost to Zimbabwe. So they weren't even close. And it was tighter than you'd think against Oman too. The question, like we're talking about the West Indies, and maybe maybe the question needs to be, should there be more teams at the World Cup? Like if we had sixteen teams, like we should have at the World Cup, would this even be a problem for the West Indies? Is this a good thing that they've hit rock bottom and they can actually figure some stuff out? Because the talent's there. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I yeah, I don't know. It just seems like they've always been that sort of like. I suppose it comes with being like a group of a group of different countries making one international team. You're always going to struggle, but you know they've always seemed to produce talent. And um, if you look around like T20 leagues, all the superstars are West Indians. Your Dre Russes, your Bravos, uh, your Purans, like these guys are like elite, elite players. So they can obviously produce the talent, but it's just just getting it to mesh and gel when they come together as an international team. So. Yeah, ho- hopefully this is the the last time they're sort of in this position because it's not it's not good. 
Yeah, because you mentioned about the franchise cricket, and it would be interesting to do an exercise where um, who has the most IPL players per nation, like obviously outside India. Yeah. And I think you've got, I think you're probably looking at your Englands, your Australias, and I think West Indies would be pretty close to third. Yeah. Like they'd and be reckon, way ahead of New Zealand. Yeah, and I reckon if you went on like percentage played, they'd be close to first. Like in terms all of, times, you've got Pollard and stuff. Well, like Pollard shows up, plays every game. Like these, like the guys that are in the show, like Dre Russ, your Bravos, like they're there for the whole tournament, aren't they? So, like yeah. if we're looking at percentage of actually IPL games, the West Indies would make a large, large number of that. And you just, you just hope if, if they're going downhill, if if you're losing that talent pool and not seeing the next version of those guys coming through at the highest level, like are they going to get these sort of franchise deals and stuff? So. Yeah, they hopefully they need to sort it out quickly. I think. Hundred um, percent. They did produce. Uh, well, they didn't produce. They were part of one of the greatest one day internationals uh, ever seen. They probably won't go down as one of the best because it was a qualifying game. But I tell you what, it was outstanding. If you uh, catch the highlights, you definitely should. So it was West Indies versus the Netherlands, and this was probably the game where that was the end of their World Cup campaign. Um, what a what a game to go out on. Um, so West Indies played their part. They got 374 off their 50 overs. I think Puran got like 100 off 60-odd, something ridiculous. Um, you know, that's a world-class player. So Netherlands needed... Yeah, Netherlands were chasing 375 for victory. And then at one point they needed 204 off the last 20 overs with six wickets in hand. When, uh, excuse me, I just cannot pronounce his last name. So I'm going to go first name. Tasia... Uh, starts with an N. Nurmadura, isn't it? Uh, that sounds good to me. Uh, smashed 111 off 76. The same amount of runs he made in uh, Dineen Club cricket <laughs> one year. Um, Scott Edwards made 67 off, <laughs> 67 off 47. And Logan Van Beek made 28 off 14 to send the match into a super over. And that's when Van Beek went up uh, another notch. First, he smashed Jason Holder for 30 off a super over. So Van Beek essentially made 58 off 20 rocks. And the team essentially made 406 off 51 overs. And then Van Beek, after smashing 30, thought he bowled the super over, took two wickets, and basically knocked the West Indies out. Before we talk about how good the Netherlands are, Jacko, do you think that performance from Van Beek might be the greatest super over ever? Like individually? Yeah. Yeah, yeah 100%. There's only, like, there's only two sort of crushing results in a super over, isn't there? And I think it's like anything in like the high 20s plus or, or wicket first two balls are like, yeah, game over no matter what the super over happens. Obviously, two wickets, it is game over. But like they, score, they get 30. If you don't hit the first ball for six, it's all over. It's all she wrote. So, yeah. As definitive as you can be in a super over, I reckon. Just quite as well, what happens to those sort of stats? Does he get like a 30 off five as an individual record or are your super over stats not counted to your total? Is that a help strike rate? don't think so. Like I, I'm pretty sure after the fourth boundary, he's not raising his bet for 50. No. Um, like I don't know if it's though. that. Yeah. Um. It'd be, I would like to see, like a super over stats, just yeah. pure super over stats. Like what's 
because I think that'd be quite interesting because you you do think that at some point all this stuff's getting quite specialised that you're going to go like this guy's a specialist super over player sort of jobs Um, I was thinking about like uh, when when you were talking I was thinking about what could probably rival that super over performance and the only thing I could think of off the top of my head was when Narayan bowled a wicket maiden in a super over I think that's it's pretty that's special. When he was like turning it, when he was turning it square, both before he before he got banned for chucking. Yeah, um, the only other one I could think is uh, <clears throat> Tim Southey at Jade Stadium hitting five out of six Yorkers uh, against the Aussies. Can't remember yeah. what it was off it, but it was brilliant. Um, and I was there. Cool memories. So, yeah, that sort of just cool really, memory stuff. Really, yeah, really raises how good that event was. So, um, and Guptill cut one right at us and we won. It was uh, it was brilliant. What a day that was. Was that, that, might, um, that might be my favourite day of cricket, actually, I've ever been to. Just was that the BMAC? That was the BMAC. Was that the BMAC? Yeah, scooping them into the castle. That I love that. I love that inning so much because oh. I don't know if you if you remember. We could probably do a rewatchable on that um, that T Twenty at some stage because yeah. if you if you go back to the game beforehand, do you remember when we got skittled and it was like they had they had like three. Um, 150k yeah. bowlers. Nannis, they had Nannies, Tate, Tate and Lee. might have been, and even like Harris was pushing like one yeah. four five. And I think we just got rock and rolled. Yeah. We got rock and rolled, and then um, yeah, that was that was awesome. So that's for another day. I like that. Yeah, um, that was that was a hell of a game. Nathan Estel, we yeah. cameo at the no, not Nathan Estel. Nathan McCullum, we cameo at the end too, from memory. Yeah. Yeah, he's won a couple of games. Won a couple of games. Yeah. Um, right, should we, should we do the World Cup qualifiers as a whole for a minute, and then we'll discuss yeah. the Netherlands. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the World Cup qualifiers, they finished up uh, last week or the week before. Ten teams, they fought it out for the final two spots in this year's ODI World Cup. The tournament was in Zimbabwe, which was won by the undefeated Sri Lanka, which wasn't a major surprise. The big surprise was that it will be Netherlands joining them in India as the final qualifier. The biggest surprise was that it was between them and Scotland, but we will get to that later on. So just on the Netherlands, the story of the Netherlands' journey to the World Cup. First of all, they were missing seven of their first choice players to county cricket. They finished ahead of three test-playing nations to qualify. They had to chase down 270-odd in 44 overs to qualify ahead of Scotland. And this is on the back of their performance at the T20 World Cup where they knocked out South Africa and have qualified for the next T20 World Cup. It's a, um, you know, the associate nations are taking a bit of a hammering, Jacko, but this is a bit of a, a bit of a story from the uh, Dutch bunch. Yeah, I mean, the amount of talent they're missing, they don't, have a deep talent pool as is, do they? I think, I mean, I'm, I'm not going out on a limb saying they don't have, you know, 20 international level cricketers probably in their in their country, like to you know compete against the best teams in the world, sort of at a World Cup. So, yeah, to be to be losing seven of those and, and to, I mean, that game against West Indies, you said like chasing 370. I don't like you could be playing a club side and 370 is tough to chase. Um, You've got to go for a long time, and you've only got ten mistakes. Um, essentially, you can make in that run chase, and you're done. So maybe even sort of six proper like mistakes or wickets, and your your chase is, is nearly done. So 
um, yeah, to, to win that one exceptional. And then, um, yeah, it, it's just a shame that this, I mean, if we're talking the tournament as a whole, because that's probably the most interest I've ever had in Minos cricket, that tournament, um, stemming off some good games, Scotland playing well, and the West Indies being awful sort of perks your ears up and you, and you get into it. And it's just a shame that um, we'll probably get into it in a minute, but we're sort of missing that Minos. We're going to miss that Minos flair at the World Cup apart from, you know, a little bit of Netherlands stuff. But, um, yeah, full full credit to them. They've, they've got some good expats in there. And, it, I mean, it shows the, the talent that some of the guys have and sort of making that risk to, to move overseas can, uh, can pay off big time, so... Yeah, it's a bit of. I mean, you brought it up now. We might as well touch on it now. It's a bit of a. It's a shame that. I mean, it's an absolute. Well, it's a disgrace, really. That there's only ten teams at this World Cup. Like, it's kind of exciting when you get it. Like, um, like everyone plays everyone, and it's kind of all right. But it's more of a Champions Trophy at that stage, which is another yeah. story because they're a waste of time anyway. But like I said to you guys uh, in our group chat about other World Cups and growing the game because in the '96 World Cup. Like the Cricket World Cup had twelve teams, so how how twenty odd years later, um, or twenty eight years later, whatever it was, how do we have less teams at the World Cup when you've got the Football World Cup? They've got more more going in. The Rugby World Cup's got more. Even like the Basketball World Cup's going more. Everything's getting global, and cricket's moving in the opposite direction. Like you, you had a good point where this associate team, like. There's some genuine talent. Like it's not like there's probably those ten teams. There's probably like I don't know, like three, four maybe teams that like sort of don't belong at a World Cup. But I'd say most of them do. Like it's a real shame that Scotland's not going to make the World Cup because they had a really good tournament as well. Like they they beat Ireland, they beat the West Indies, and they beat Zimbabwe. Even Zimbabwe should be there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. Touching on Scotland and, and the minnows as well. I mean, friend of the show, Chris Sell, touching one fifty clicks. Like that's the stuff you need at World Cups. Just goes by on gas. And I mean, to be robbed of that's tough. But um, I mean, if you look back at World Cup, some of the best moments in World Cup cricket are minnows related. Like Ireland, did Ireland beat England at that World Cup or Pakistan in the West Indies? Who did they beat? They beat someone big. Uh... Ireland, Ireland did beat um, at the last World Cup of India, didn't they? Remember that uh, yeah. O'Brien made that that hundred or fifty rocks or something? Yeah, like like minnows upsets. Like it's it's what makes World Cup cricket good. And as you said, it's like making it international is where you um where you actually draw things in and you bring more crowds and you bring more people in. But yeah, I mean, look, getting nine. So what? Everyone just plays everyone at the World Cup, and then the top four go through. Pretty much, yeah. That's pretty mm. much exactly how it works. I mean, that's Which probably is, another thing to touch on is why is there a different format for every World Cup? Yeah, I mean, it was similar to the 2019 one, but the one before yeah. that's different. And it should be like any other World Cup where, I mean, it's probably, I'm pretty sure it's it's India-related where yeah. the last time we had 16, 16 teams and it was a pool, India didn't make it, and then we all lost money and it sucks. And it's like, yeah. and you don't need mm. any more handouts, you know? I mean, you just go. You go four pools of four, top two make it, quarters, semis, finals, done. Like, I mean, thinking back, like that World Cup in the West Indies, it went for about nineteen weeks, where they had 
pool stages and super eights and then finals and whatnot. Like it's, it's weird that every year the world cups like rethought like tournaments around the world and every sport work on the pool basis. And then you have, you know, your three rounds of, of, of quarterfinals into finals. I just don't know why, why is it always different? Like why is playing everyone better than playing pool games? I, I, I just, I don't understand it really, but, uh, it's obviously yeah. money related and all that sort of shit, yeah. but it's yeah. like it's just like that. All I think about is that India, India, all, they'll get to play nine games at like minimum, and if they play at nine min- games, then everyone makes more money. At min, so, hundred thousand players. At min, a hundred thousand there, probably a billion viewing it. Yeah, so I, I get it, tempting. but there's got to be a, there's got to be another way. But I think you're right. I, I hate super sixes, super eights. Like it's any time the the punters have to think about how it works. If they yeah. have to think about it too much, it doesn't work. Like it just what, needs to be real a, clean. You even give me a three man. You give me a three man finals, and I'm up, I'm gone mentally. Or even when four <laughs> plays one and one get to buy if they lose, and ah. Oh, yeah, it's all it's all tricky stuff. Just give me one one plays eight, two plays seven. Keep it simple. Hundred um, percent. But before we move on, there's one more uh, chat around ODIs that I want to I want to throw at you. So the the MCC, um, I don't know if they've like made it official or anything, or they've just thought. I think they've just said that they suggested that we get rid of ODIs outside of World Cup years, which kind of tells me, like, they make the rules, so I don't know yeah. if it's their, um, they're deciding it, but it's kind of them saying, like, we don't need bilaterals anymore, one day is... What is your thoughts on that, Jacko? Yeah or no? Out or not out? Oh, I don't know. I Like, the purest in me thinks no, but... Like in terms of if you want to like save cricket and if if you want you know to maximise viewership like T twenties and Test cricket's the way to go, isn't it? I think Test cricket you get the best of like the game, and then sorry yeah Test cricket you get the best of the game. T twenty cricket you're entertaining people. So I mean, if for whatever reason one has to drop out, it's one day cricket. I can see the reasoning behind it. Like if it if it lets you know a couple more franchise back leagues in the states and uh, you know if the Super Smash gets its own like mini window somewhere instead of competing with the Big Bash and stuff like if if you're building everything up in lieu of it, I can see it having some merit. But you know if you're going to bin it, just bin it. Like if you're just going to every four years, right? We're going to play one day cricket again, like. Well, how does it change everything? Do you stop playing one-day cricket and club cricket and and whatnot? Like, these changes, you've got to sort of think how they trickle down versus the actual game itself. Like, um, So, yeah, I mean, I can see both sides to it, but I just think in terms of the integrity of the game, you've got to keep one-day cricket in it because, I mean, there's nothing better than a full-day girk. Um, I used to love it, flatting or, or whatever, you know, 2 o'clock start, grab your box. Or lunchtime BYO, which we've done in the past, um, and you know you just get into things, and you get into your day, and and it's a full day thing. So um, yeah, I'm swaying around. I'm out completely. Keep one day cricket forever. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I think I'm at the, I'm at the point where 
I'm setting it upstairs, so I'm doing it. I'm going like this, but I'm giving it a soft signal of out. So I'm like, yeah. I'm like, there's a there's a dodgy catch, and I'm like, I think, I think I agree with it. Um, I think yeah. I agree to get rid of one dayers, but I I am on the fence because I don't know what they're replacing that time with. Yeah. So it depends on what they do with that extra time. Are they going to put more emphasis into test cricket and try and put more money? Because if they are, then that's great. Or they're going to... But if it's just going to be more meaningless T20s, then I feel like it's the same same shit. Because it's interesting you're saying about club cricket. We could, we could go down a rabbit hole there. But I've, I've sort of been on the notion that I do feel like one-day cricket is slowly disappearing from cl- the club game like it feels like mm. t20s is more appropriate for people that have a life <laughs> if you know yeah. what i mean like they don't have to give yeah. up all day or multiple days it's just yeah. like interesting because you think that morning because they have that up here but they just jam two they just give you two t20s morning and afternoon oh worse so you, because yeah. you can't get nearly finish no nah, so your day's actually your day's actually exactly the same if not longer <laughs> Yeah, we did. Um, we did. We dabbled in some Friday night T Twenty stuff. Yeah, we here, which Thursday I kind of rate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We run a Thursday I don't night. Don't mind that. Which, yeah, I couldn't be more against it. To be fair, but that's um, you know, chat for I feel another like day. Friday, Friday, like Thursday's rough because you've got to go back to work the next day. Whereas Friday, yeah. it's like the end of the week. And you win the toss and years. you just. I mean, you win the toss and bat, and you basically win up here because. You can't see over 17 to 20 in the run chase. So, Dagger. Tough to hit a ball you Dagger. can't see, but that's all right. Yeah. Okay. Um, right, should we move on to some Major League Cricket and then we'll do some picks on yep. the back end of that. Um, so, yeah, let's – so, yeah, Major League Cricket has started on Thursday, the first edition. Um, we've got the six teams involved – uh, the Texas Super Kings, the New York Mumbai Indians, the LA Knight Riders, the San Francisco Unicorns, uh, the Washington Freedom, and the Seattle Walkers. Um, it's a two-week competition, and it's got some big names. Quinton de Cox, Faf Duplessis, your Naughties, uh, Naughty Nokia, uh, Harris Ralph, Shadab Khan, Adam Zampa, and much, much more. This competition allows six international players, so the quality is right up there. Uh, the New Zealand players involved, we've got Devin Conway, Mitch Santner, and obviously Stephen Fleming is the coach of the Texas Super Kings. Uh, they're obviously affiliated to the Chennai Super Kings. Uh, we've got Lockie Ferguson and Martin Guptor turning out for the LA Knight Riders, affiliated with the uh, Calcutta Knight Riders. Uh, Trent Bolt's playing for the New York Mumbai Indians, obviously with the Mumbai Indians. Adam Milne and Glenn Phillips playing for Washington. They've actually got an association with New South Wales cricket, which is interesting revelation. Mm, um, interesting. We've got Ross Taylor as the batting coach for the Seattle Orcas. Uh, Finn Allen is with the San Francisco Unicorns, as well as former Black Cap, now USA player Corey Anderson, who wound back the clock in the first game with 91 not out of 50 rocks. They are affiliated with Victoria. Um Jacko, before we talk about MLC, just how good was it seeing a big, stocky Corey Anderson waltz in the middle, moosing the ball over to Cow Corner like it's 2015 all over again? Yeah, I mean, 
just an absolute throwback. Take me back to Queenstown. Take me back to Fathers Hundred stuff. Um, yeah, just you know, sweet, sweet on one hand, like sour on the other. Because you know, wow, what a product! But like, also shit, what could have been if his back had sort of held out as an all rounder. Um, but yeah, I mean, phenomenal performance, and I think sort of put up in the socials. Like he was, he was the guy coming out as a as a kid. So. Um, you know, good to see him have have some success. Uh, ballsy, ballsy move to sort of you know head over to the USA early and and set through. But um, yeah, I think in general this is if you're gonna gonna make a league work, uh, sort of outside of in a t- in a country where it's not a established sport, I think they're doing it in a very good way. Um, pack it with internationals, give it the backing of some massive sort of massive franchises. Um, and and go from there. So yeah, yeah, great to see we Stocky Corey have a real real crack again and and back on the sort of the main stage of cricket. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, no, nah, I've I've enjoyed I've enjoyed the competition so far. The quality's up there. The ground's been pretty good. The scores have been relatively high, except for the LA Knight Riders who got robbed for fifty today. So that was poor. But that's more because they're not that great. Um, so the standings after your round two, the only unbeaten team is Seattle with two that are two for two. Um, every other side has one win, one loss, and obviously LA Knight Riders are pretty poor side. They are zero for two, and they've had two big hidings. So um, any if we we're going to do some picks, but I can't find any TAB odds or anything for games, which is interesting. It's a bit annoying. So maybe we'll do do some top four so have you had a look at the squads Jacko what do you because there's six yeah. teams in there and they're, they've got a top four so it's pretty hard to miss it yeah, who, who do you like for that top four I mean four? Sounds, like, sounds like we're ruling out the Knight Riders um, and I'll go out on a limb and say we'll do better with this rule out than we did the last one um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean this, this in this game I've, I've jumped on the Super Kings first game I'm like this team's the yeah. best there's and I've and, and then I've lost the next game, so yeah. I can't I can't pick it with the Super Kings. No, Super Kings just you you sort of your bogey team, aren't they, for picking? So um, yeah, I mean yeah, I think it feels like the all no the Night Riders aren't going to get there, but you know an LA fairy tale, you never know. Um, but yeah, we're going the Night Riders missing big out, market. and then um, big yeah big market. You know, Staples Centre pack that out for the final sort of thing. Um, don't know how you do that, but get them in there. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it's probably feels like a a, a toss up for the for the last. So um, I I don't know. I, I'll go all the all the teams with Kiwis to be in the top four. So is that your unicorns, your orcas with Roscoe Chennai? Um, and then pretty sure every Corey team Anderson has Kiwis in it to be fair yeah that's English he's the who's Corey unicorns. Anderson playable yes yeah, so he'll he's the unicorns then, with fun yeah um, and then yeah yeah I don't know who misses out but there's my top three okay okay so my I'll go I'll go to Lim my top four so um, yeah I'll, I'll stick with the, the unicorns and the super kings I still think they are the, they have the best squads. Um, yeah. The unicorns have. They've got they've got two USA internationals that are actually actual genuine. They used to be genuine 
internationals. They've got Liam Plunkett, World Cup winner, Corey Anderson. Like, you know, one of the... They were really good players they've in their time. Of, and then they, you add on, they've got... Yeah, basically eight overseas. Is, and then they've got good overseas. Um, and then the Super Kings, like, that's a good franchise. You've got Conway, you've got Faf, you've got David Miller. Pedigree um, stuff. taken a more... Yeah, so pedigree stuff, like still the Fleming. So I'll take them. Um, I like them. I like the New York's bowling attack. You know, when you got a bowling attack of um, Bolt and Rabada opening up, like that's some genuine. That'll knock a lot of top orders over. Yeah. Um, exhibit A today, uh, knocking a team over for fifty. Yeah. Um, and then you got your middle order. They got a middle order of like your Pollards, your Tim Davids. Um, who else they've got? They've got someone else. Oh, they got Nicholas Poran as well. So that's yeah. that's destruction. That's yeah. genuine destruction right there. Um, and then I'll go the fourth side. I'll go the Orcas. Um, I'm a little bit lukewarm on them, even though they've won two two out of two. I think their bowling attack might be very good. They've they've only conceded around like 140, 150, two games in a row on pretty high scoring wickets. So I like them in the mix, but this squad doesn't jump out at me but you know i've been proven wrong a lot sometimes um, it's you need so that's a red bunch fault. of sort of written off blokes to really come together and win the cmls mcl major crew league yeah yeah 100 percent. um righto ashes stuff jacko yeah there hasn't been a lot of news because obviously we've had it we've had a week off the only sort of news for the ashes uh the fourth test starts Fuck, I actually don't know. It's, it's, it's sometime, it's a couple of days or something like that. Um, the only news is Ollie Robinson still has an article. Mm. Yeah, it's a big break, big break. Um, Ollie Robinson has an article and he basically said that everyone's scared of Mark Wood, which is, it's always, I, I've never liked when someone that's not quick talks up someone out that, that is quick. Like if it's Mark Wood saying, talking the talk, like these guys can't see me. You know, I rate it. You know, that's you can do what you like if you bowl that quick. But if you're talk, I, I don't. I've never liked someone talking for someone. If you know no. what I mean. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it in the NBA with guys having pods as players, and I just I, these columns. You can have them maybe, but sort of mid series, I think you can't. You can't have it like if you if you're going to be calling blokes out in your column, like why aren't you doing that to your, their face and. Um, yeah, I mean, as you said, Robinson is just—he's getting himself caught up again for all the wrong reasons. Like saying Aussie have three number elevens, and then you know Bolland, Lyon, and Cummins win them a test match with the bat, and you know now they're all scared of this other guy. Like, yeah, just just shush. Like, save it for the field. I think there's just a, a little bit too much of a license, especially for a guy that's um, yeah, bowling one twenty and. Gets knocked over quite a bit. Could be could be dropped actually um, if Anderson's yeah. going to play. So um, yeah, I think it's a good point about around players having podcasts and um, columns while they're playing. Like I find it like like the Draymond Green podcast for for instance. Yeah. Like I just sometimes I like it when he's already been knocked out and he's he's providing insight, and I, I like that. I like that when players are providing insight into series that they aren't playing because they have yeah. knowledge that you don't know. But when they're involved, I just find there's a real lack of impartialness that yeah. 
you and actually I think as want. Well, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think as well, like you're never coming off in a good light if you do something mid-series, like before the outcome's decided. Like I think if you are, like if this series, like if Wood goes wicketless in the next game or like Aussie just nullify him and win because the wicket's not suited to it, it's just like, well, okay, like you might have said that and then Aussie won 4-1. Like I think you've just got to, if you're in these, um, if you're in the battle and you're in the fight, like in the tournament or in the um, in a series, you've you've sort of got to you've got to wait for the result and let the dust sort of settle um, before you want to, you know, really sort of have things out. Um, because yeah, I think you just you just want to avoid having egg on your face, and, and especially with this Aussie side, like I. I wouldn't be wanting to give them any field of their fire. Like, this is a very, very, very good Australia side. Um, and, I mean, the Aussie batters genuinely probably have the toughest task in world cricket, I reckon. Like, they've got a net against Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood, Bolland, Lance Morris, Joe Richardson. The list, like, Billy Stanlake in the big bash. Like, the list is genuinely endless of big frames bowling 145 minimum that Aussie can produce and you've got to face all the time. So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, these guys grow up facing rapid bowling and they train against it all the time. Like, I don't think they're scared. Like, it's quick, yes, but, yeah, to come out and call out a whole test side, which is maybe the best in the world, feels precarious. Yeah, I mean, if you want to say that Mark would change, change the game, change the series, like, that's fine. Like, that's... I mean that that's that's true for sure, but any time you say that that someone like a some of the best batters in the world are actually scared is just not it's just I just don't buy it. Like I'm just I'm immediately rolling out everything else you say. Um, like if you say, okay. look, the tail's worried, and we probably like get seven, get ten, like probably tail enders hate facing quick bowling. Like that's maybe fair, but yeah, to say the whole team's scared. I just don't think so. Especially when got like guys face fling all the time at probably one fifty. Like there is some serious flingers going around in the world, like and you can't pick those and there's no cues. So yeah, I don't know. Feels outlandish, probably didn't need to be said. Okay. Um, righto, let's put a bow on our Ashes stuff. Have you got a pick for the fourth test, Jacko? What do you want me to go first? Uh, you go. Okay, so again, I'm going on someone that's due. Yeah. And I think at some point we've got to see a Manus innings. Yeah, I was thinking that. Like he, he, he's got like, there's a, there's a lot of chat now about his form and his form away from home, like the 100. And guys are calling him out for being scared. And I think that potentially he's got too caught up in the hype. And I think maybe after a week's break, just a debrief, just to decompress, just to get his head sort of out of the series for a wee bit, I think he's too good of a player to not at some point stand up. Like I think almost everyone else in that that um, batting lineup has done so. Even Warner, he made like sixty on the in the last test, uh, the second test, sorry, um, has sort of stood up. So I think I think it's Manus's time. Yeah. Um, so give me Manus top run scorer at four dollars fifty. Yeah, don't hate it. Don't hate it. 
Um, right, I am going to. Ooh, this is a tough one. I'm going to go. Who are we playing? I'm supposed to spin according to uh, men on the ground, Luke Skade. So do I go? That's rogue. I was thinking of we Moen Alley top wicket taker England second in it. So rogue. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm not. I'm not going to go there. I think. Yeah, I think I'm going to stay with the Jew route. Um, and who is overly Jew? And this is a guy that hasn't played since the first test, but is a serious player. I'm going to go Josh Hazelwood top wicket taker. I don't hate that. Yeah, I, don't I reckon hate he's that back in the like side. It. He's new ball, new ball stuff. Yeah, and he is. I think he's three or four. He's just had, he's itching to go. The big man's rearing. I can see Hazelwood sort of ripping through England. Yeah. I haven't named the teams, but I think we're at this point we can assume that Hazelwood's coming in for, for Boland. I've seen I've seen all sorts of, like, Nick getting Nisa in there, playing Mitch Marsh as another bowler. Like, just ridiculous. Like, Hazelwood is fucking good. Like, yeah. he is so underrated at this point. Yeah, which is wild because 18 months ago it was like, is this the next great trio of fast bowlers for Aussie? But we can get down that rabbit hole another day when he comes in next week. 100%. 100%. Um, anything else, you, any other picks you want to throw at us, anything from around the grounds and other sports or anything like that, or do you want to move on? No, nah, I, don't, I don't have anything on hand yet. Okay, well, I'll, I'll throw at that because I've got, we've got the um, – the Open, the the Golf Open um, at Royal Liverpool uh, next weekend. I'm going Cam Smith, the defending champion. Uh, give me a top 10 finish. Uh, he's just won the last live event. Um, I think he likes those sorts of links, golf courses. So um, big fan of Cammy Smith from out of Australia. So I'm going Cam Smith, nice to be top 10 finish. Don't know what it's paying, but I just feel it. I feel it in my, in my veins. Right up, right up. Okay. Give, me, um, give, me, give me Brooks keep get top 10. Revitalised man. Heaps of cash. Yeah. Oh, I'll get on I like too. that, eh? I like that. Bit of Brooksy, bit of live stuff there, bit of live yeah. stuff. So, um, If they want to get right, one pod, we'll, you know, maybe yes. We'll, we'll be a liver affiliated. We'll be a liver affiliated. <laughs> we'll Don't you worry house. about that. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. Come on, have a live cricket. Um, <laughs> righto. <laughs> That's that's us for another week. If you enjoyed the show and want more content, uh, if you want more content, check out patreon.com slash maximum cricket to support us for one coffee a month. Almost less than a coffee a month nowadays to be fair. You don't you don't see many coffees for four bucks nah. anymore. Like you just don't. Maybe a key um, cup Americano you might get for four bucks. Yeah, yeah, you're probably you're not getting milk for four bucks no. at this point. You're just you're just not getting milk. You're going to go uh, long blacks and that sort of stuff um, if you're lucky. Um, you will get for a uh, for a long black a month. You will get the exclusive exclusive audio for one extra podcast that is out Fridays. We're going to record that very shortly. You get early access to the main pod. You get special access to TMC's Discord channel, which I still need to set up. Um, <laughs> And yeah, it's there, but it just needs jazzing. It's quite. It's more harder than I thought. I'll mm-hmm. get someone on it. Don't worry. Um, and you, you will get first priority. For him. Yeah, fuck midweek. Fuck, he's useless. <laughs> Worst producer around. <laughs> Keep moving, Don't um, Yeah, and we are we are hoping to do a live Q and A at the end of the Ashes series, so you will get first priority with your questions. 
if you can't join that and you still want to support, please leave a like, give us a rating, subscribe on YouTube, leave a review on Apple. This all helps the pod grow and get discovered. Thank you all for listening. Thanks to Jacko, of course, and we'll see you guys next week. Thank you.